Hey guys, my name is Ben Berman and welcome to the Starting It Up podcast, where I interview all types of entrepreneurs, uncovering actionable steps and inspiration that you can use to build your business, your side hustle, whatever it is that you're trying to create and live the life you've always wanted. On this episode, we talk with Alaric Heck, who's the founder of Ad Outreach, a fast-growing video marketing consultancy, and AppFind, a super popular YouTube app review channel. I think this is a particularly cool first episode because Alaric's story is one that shows how it's never too early to start. He created his YouTube channel at age 12, built it up over the next decade, and now in his early 20s is one of the foremost experts on video and YouTube advertising and is using those skills to help others grow their businesses. I think this will be a super insightful first episode on both how to build a business from scratch and about the state of video marketing in 2018. Here it goes. Hey guys, welcome today. Uh, we're here with a great entrepreneur. We're going to be focusing on how he built this company and the steps that he's taking. We're really looking forward to diving deep and learning more about how Alaric Heck has created multiple companies. So I'll let him take it away. Alaric, go ahead and introduce yourself. Thank you, Ben, for having me on. Uh, again, like Ben said, my name is Alaric Heck and I'm the founder of Ad Outreach. Uh, also the founder of AppFind, and I'm looking forward to uh, to this profile and interview today. Awesome. So let's dive right into it. Uh, you and I actually know each other fairly well uh, from, from college, from UMass Amherst, uh, and I really want to have you kind of start from the beginning. So tell us about how you got into entrepreneurship and your first business ever. Yeah, absolutely. And I can definitely dive, you know, right from the beginning. Just a little brief overview so people know kind of what I'm doing right now is uh, ad outreach and I'm helping businesses set up YouTube video ads so they can get new clients, leads, customers. Um, but like you said, Ben, kind of taking it back to the beginning, kind of going over what that kind of looked like. You know, I started out back when I was, you know, 12 years old. I had actually a piano bench uh, that I put an iPhone on top of, like the second generation iPhone, first one that could have apps. Um, and I was showing off, you know, mobile apps, technology tutorials, things like that. Um, at a very young age. And that was my first company, AppFind. And I think, you know, like you said, it's really important to take a look at where people started and where they got to. Um, so, you know, questions that you have for that, that's kind of where I started was just filming app review videos, tech tutorials, uh, started to get pretty popular, you know, became the largest app review channel. Um, and I'm happy to kind of dive into some details. Any kind of questions yeah. based on that? Yeah, exactly. So I actually went back and watched some of your earlier videos. Um, you know, you're this really young kid who's kind of just on this very early version of an iPhone. And I, and I want to explore that. So, you know, when I was when I was that age, I love, you know, video games. I'm sure you know, like how you love mobile apps, but I was playing PlayStation and I never created this YouTube channel business. I want to know what was going through your head that made you say, hey, you know, it would be really cool if I record myself reviewing mobile apps put that on the internet and see what people have to say. And I want you to talk a little bit about that. And then to go into the present, right now you guys have 350,000 subscribers. So for everyone listening, this went from something that you were doing, I think the first video has like 400 views and now you're at this huge place. So kind of dive deeper into that and tell us how you went from, from that uh, spot to where you are right now and, and why. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Ben. And, and part of that too is, you know, the, the iterations of, of starting out there, you know, building up that business. And then from there, creating another business in that same space with YouTube advertising. So kind of went to the other side of the table instead of, you know, living off of YouTube ad revenue, I started 
becoming an advertiser myself. Uh, and I'm sure I'm going to get into a little bit about that um, in the future. But just to go back kind of from the beginning, um, you know, I've always been a little bit more creative, uh, definitely encouraged, you know, uh, on by my parents, but really just kind of the way that um, I grew up. I was always filming videos with friends uh, outside. I was doing sketch videos back in the early days of YouTube, right when it was starting out. I loved YouTube. I loved video. Um, I actually got the Adobe Creative Suite uh, when I was eight years old. And I learned how to edit in Adobe, edit videos. Uh, I was following, I remember, I was following a, a guy, Andrew Kramer, videocopilot.net, uh, mm -hmm. I believe. Um, he was phenomenal. He had some Premiere tutorials with mostly After Effects. And I really just got into it at a, at a very young age. And I remember what I did was I was recording, you know, these sketch videos, these things like that, as, you know, kids do at that, at that age. Um, and I was learning skills but I wanted to do something that people actually saw. So some people were seeing that, mostly friends and family, but I posted on there, you know, when I got that, that iPhone, I was like, all right, I'm just gonna review some of the games. So I was recording every part of my life, right? And so I was reviewing some of the apps and games. Again, this is, this is back in 2008, 2009, and people were watching it, a few hundred people to start. I was like, wow, I gotta make a new channel for this. So, uh, you know, I made the channel AppFind, which obviously kind of grew into what that's become. It mm -hmm. led the way to ad outreach and, and, you know, YouTube video ads, which I do now. Um, but yeah, that's, that's when I created AppFind. And I guess, you know, a few questions kind of from there. Um, but yeah, that's what was kind of going through my head. Yeah. So, you know, that's awesome. I'm actually, you know, been following Gary Vee pretty closely and I know, I know you know him pretty well. And one of the things that he actually talks about is once you find something you're really passionate about, something you love doing, once you go in and work on it, you turn it into an actual business, it is something that, you know, you can do for the rest of your life. And hearing your story, what I'm seeing is that as a kid, you like mobile games, you like recording, you like editing, and you use that even, you know, before, you know, people are realizing this when they're 20, 30, 40, later in life, but you did this, you know, as a really young kid, and you were able to just understand the value of documenting and I just want to like kind of go a little bit deeper. Like, how did you, did you know that this could turn into this giant thing or were you just doing it for fun, hoping that something comes out of it? Or was there kind of more of a, of a big plan where you were thinking if I do this, then I'll, I'll get this many subscribers. I can, you know, review more games, get, uh, you know, sponsored content, kind of just walk me through the progression um, and in those early moments a little bit. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Ben. And I think, it's kind of a combination, right? So I didn't have a master plan of exactly where I was going, but I knew I always wanted to do something that was bigger than just, you know, a job. I wanted to do entrepreneurship, something I loved. And that's kind of what I had with AppFind is kind of in the early days, you know, obviously my goal was to get as many subscribers, as views, as views as possible. And that allowed me, you know, as I went, I became the largest app review channel on YouTube. I started working with companies. I've done over, I think it's almost 300 sponsorships now with different companies. Wow. Some of these are big. These are like Game of War, Square Enix, uh, you know, FanDuel. I work with a lot of different companies, um, various ones on there. Uh, you know, just kind of thinking about it a little bit. I just remember like dealing with all these awesome companies and, and creating uh, promotions for their apps. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, it's still stuff that I, that I do. I now have kind of more of a team that manages it. But just to kind of take it back to, to what I was looking for is, you know, for the first two, three years on that, that business, 
it wasn't making money. I was just doing it for fun. I was doing mm-hmm. it for the vanity metrics, the views. Yeah. Uh, back then, YouTube partnership, there were only like 10,000 partners. It sounds like a lot, but it's really kind of small compared to all the people on YouTube. And, you know, I was following people back then and, and I still do, you know, Philip DeFranco was kind of a big inspiration. Yeah. But it was one of those things where I knew I wanted to get to a point where I could make some money off of it. And it was just really exciting. I, I think it really clicked when we did a promotion for an app and they got into, uh, I think it was the top 10 on the iTunes charts, but they were like nowhere before that. We did like a, a promotion with them and they got into the top 10, not just from us, but we kind of kind of set that ball rolling, right? That snowball. Um, and that's where it went, you know, I really started to click, you know, I can actually have a good, uh, good business out of that. Awesome. So now I kind of want to ask, you know, your advice to say someone is listening to this, right? They're building a large following, whether it be on YouTube, whether it be on Instagram, um, you know, regardless of the platform. And now they're looking to actually turn that into a business. What are the first steps that they should take to start actually reaching out and building partnerships, doing that kind of business development that can really allow that company to grow and, and become sustainable? Yeah. That's a, that's a really good question. So I would say, you know, what you want to start with is building up your skills. And once you've built up, built up your skills, and that's just by doing it, right? So people think, why would I do something for free initially? Or why would I do all this stuff for free? Well, no, it's the perfect time to do it, you know, especially if you're, you're in school or something like that. Um, but even if you have a nine to five job, you're doing it off of that time because you're gaining a skill. You're learning something new that's valuable. And you may get a little bit of traction there. So in the early days, I got a little bit of traction on some of the videos, but I learned what actually worked, what didn't work. Just sticking with it is what allowed it to snowball and get bigger and bigger um, as I went. So that's what I would definitely recommend is first, you know, look at everything as gaining skills. The biggest thing that kind of sets people back is just not trying or not starting doing something. Um, I would, you know, I would get started take, uh, you know, courses if you need to, there's lots of great online resources. There's people that can help you. Um, but yeah, I would, I would seek, seek out information on how to do it, build up your skills and just go and just do it. It sounds cliche, but it, it's the truth. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, putting in the work is, is really what it's all about. Um, you can kind of read about how to start a business. You can read about how to Thing, but until you actually go in and, and do it, it's, it's very hard to fully understand. Um, and then one more thing I kind of want to touch up on that is, you know, say you, this is something that you probably had to experience with, say you're, you know, not someone who traditionally is the type of person that, you know, brands or, or companies w- are typically dealing with, say you're, you know, a lot younger, a lot older, you know, you don't have that, you know, real like solid background. Uh, give give a word of advice for, you know, how to build that confidence and how to be able to talk to other companies and, and these make, make these partnerships where you're coming from a point of strength. You're not coming from a point of like they're going to do you a favor. You really know your worth. Um, and then you're, you're making those deals and maximizing the value that you can get. Yeah, and it, that's a great question, Ben. And, and it goes back to what I was talking about with building up your skills, building up your presence. Because I strongly believe in a meritocracy, right? Where the best people, regardless of who they are, who cares who they are? If you're the best at what you do, that's the type of person that businesses should want to work with. And most businesses do. There might be some businesses that look down upon you, you know, because of your age or because of other attributes or other things about you. But those aren't the people that you want to work with 
at all, you know, to begin with, right? So if they're going to like say, okay, you're too young or you're too old or anything else like that, then that's not somebody you want to work with. You want to work with the people who value you. And so, you know, that's what I dealt with on AppFind, you know, people who are devaluing saying, you know, okay, well, I'm only going to offer this. All right. Well, we just won't do business that way, you know? And so it's basically holding ground. I think a lot of people, especially as they start out as entrepreneurs, they think they have to say yes to everything. And that is not good. You should say no to things that, um, you know, it isn't, isn't what you're worth. So if somebody is saying, you know, they're only going to pay you like $5 an hour to do work for them. Don't do it. You know, um, unless that's something that you visibly see is a stepping stone that you need to do. But honestly, just know what your value is. And if your value isn't up here yet, that's, that's, that's fine. Build your skills so that you can get it up there. Exactly. I mean, self, self-awareness, knowing who you are, uh, mm-hmm. is really an important foundation for when you're starting anything without that. Um, you're never going to know exactly where you stand and it's going to be very hard to, to move forward in anything. Um, and then kind of one more thing I wanted to touch up on, um, you know, as you're building AppFind, what are some of the obstacles that you're facing? I'm, I'm guessing it's not easy to, you know, have this side hustle while you're going through, you know, school uh, and then you're, you know, for various stages in school. How do you manage to stay determined, putting out constant content? And really, you know, not giving up, making sure that this is something you prioritize, um, regardless of, you know, what people might say, what people might think, because a lot of the times, you know, people are going to, I don't want to say they're haters, but people are going to hate on on what you're doing. They're going to say, why are you doing this? But how do you get past that noise and continue doing what you really believe in? Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually a really, really good question, because there are always, you know, going to be haters or people that put you down or say, this isn't going to work. you know, but the thing is, if you persevere, those are the people that are going to be asking you for a job in the future. And it sounds mean, it sounds callous, but, but honestly, you know, that's kind of what you have to tell yourself in your head. There's a reason that you're not going out on weekends and you're working on your business. You know, uh, there's a reason that you're hustling hard and that is so that you can get to that next plane that's beyond a nine to five job or beyond school or whatever you're currently doing right now. And so what I would say is, you know, don't pay attention to haters, but also be careful not to label everybody who has valid constructive feedback as haters, because there are going to be people who have constructive feedback. So recently, and this is something that I have, so recently I hired a personal trainer because, you know, I realized that I wanted to get more physically fit, you know, and that's something that had been on the back burner for a long time, Uh, just, you know, a few weeks ago. So I'm starting to, to see some of the benefits, but I feel a lot better. And so, it's one of those things where there are things that, you know, I could have just said, okay, that's just a hater, but it was constructive feedback and it was valuable to know. And so, you know, I kind of went that direction, but there are always going to be haters. I remember, you know, I was doing, um, doing all of this and I was always doing it on the weekends and stuff, especially back, you know, uh, in, in, in college and stuff like that. Basically I was doing these um, these videos, I was staying up late, I was editing, I wasn't really going out partying like a lot of people were. And I had people call me a robot. <laughs> and, you know, kind of, it, it, it did hurt a little bit. But to be honest, you know, it's one of those things that I think a lot of entrepreneurs, people don't get them, right? It's, it's strange for people to actually be passionate in what you do. And I think that's sad. I think honestly, if everybody was passionate in what they do, the, the world would be a much better place. 
I would say. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you know, I, I know you from, from school. So when we first met and you kind of said that, you know, you go from going to class, uh, we met in the entrepreneurship club, we go to the entrepreneurship club and then you'd go home and kind of do all this other work. It's interesting because a lot of people kind of see that as you don't want to do that. It's not fun. It's not enjoyable, but, but from, you know, I didn't understand this when, when we first met, but now I'm really realizing like if you're enjoying what you're working on, then it is fun. You know, you're having fun doing that. Um, there's always a place and time for, you know, different types of activities, you know, being social, I think is super important, but yeah, I mean, if what you're doing is what you love, then why not spend your time doing that? And I think a lot of people realize that kind of later on. Uh, I know for me, it, it was a recent realization. I used to, you know, actually go out a, a lot in college early on, but yeah, I think, I think that's super valuable and it's extremely important to be able to distinguish real criticism that can help you apart from stuff that people just want to tell you to put you down and make themselves feel better. So now that we talked a little bit about AppFund, we built this foundation for who you are, what your expertise is in. Tell us more about how Ad Outreach uh, came to be and actually go a little bit uh, in detail on what Ad Outreach exactly is. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll talk about what Ad Outreach is and then I'll go back into how I discovered it because I think this is going to be valuable for anybody, you know, entrepreneur, anybody who's an entrepreneur who's listening to this um, because it is one of those things where you discover in the market that there is a very big opportunity and then you expand upon that. And so basically what I'm doing right now with Ad Outreach is I help companies set up targeted YouTube video ads to get new clients, leads, sales. Um, and basically, if you watch a YouTube video and you've seen the ad that plays before that video, that's what we're running. But here's the thing. Right now is literally the golden era of YouTube advertising, right? And the reason that is, is, is think back, right? 10 years ago, and Gary Vee talks about this as well, if you're, if you're a fan of Gary Vee. 10 years sure. ago, pay-per-click on Google was dirt cheap. You could make millions of dollars by arbitraging those clicks on Google, sending it to your page. As long as you have a good offer, something good to sell, uh, you could make a lot of money. Five years ago, same thing with Facebook. It was, you know, dirt cheap leads, dirt cheap clicks, high quality, less competition. But now look at pay-per-click. You might be paying $40 for a click if you're an attorney in New York, you know, $50, $60 for one click, you know? And um, Facebook is becoming the same thing too. Conversion costs are rising, rising fast, fast, fast. And so YouTube, this is really where the golden opportunity is. Now, again, it doesn't mean that Facebook or Google are bad. Those are still good. And YouTube eventually, as people come on, it will also get big too. But now, right now is the golden opportunity, the golden era of YouTube. Um, because YouTube advertising, it is very cost effective, works really well. Uh, I'll get into a little bit of, you know, why it's, it's so exciting and why it works in a second, but um, it's just very, very valuable in that you can get people to watch a video of you showing why they should buy your services, buy, uh, you know, invest in your coaching or consulting, or if you have some kind of product, actually taking a look at your product. Um, and it's very exciting. So do you have any kind of questions based on that? I guess I can also go into to how I made that switch if you want. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no. So I mean, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. You know, everyone knows the Ty Lopez videos that pretty much, you know, Ty Lopez is super famous now 
because of those YouTube ads, he kind of bought a ton. They were all over the internet. They became these famous memes and a ton of other people replicated that. And I think you were in there, you know, even before, correct me if I'm wrong, but ad outreach was doing that before those became mainstream. But just kind of go back, uh, when, when exactly did you create ad outreach? And then kind of what you were saying before, how did that transformation from doing AppFind full time to now becoming a consultancy, how did that play out? And when was the exact moment where you realized it makes more sense personally, financially, um, and just overall to focus a lot more of my time on this new project? Yeah, absolutely. So basically, um, and one of the things too is originally it was app outreach. So originally I was doing this just for mobile apps. And then, you know, obviously I'm, I'm going to show how that ties in, but it makes sense with my app background. But then I switched. And so now over the past couple of years, it's been ad outreach, helping businesses uh, specifically set this up. The interesting thing is you mentioned Ty Lopez. He teaches like everything under the sun. But you know, one of the things he doesn't teach? YouTube. YouTube ads. And that's what got him where he is. And it's the same thing with a lot of other people too. They're keeping this close to their chest because it's that powerful. Um, it, it really is. And, and it's not just online people too. If you have a television ad and you're alert, you're a different type of company, you have to go online. You have to go online. People are cutting cable left and right. And so that's what we're helping too. So we have companies that are financial companies where we're running their YouTube ads to get them, you know, qualifications, whether it be a mortgage or it's qualifications for startup capital, working capital that they need for their businesses. We have companies like that that are these older style businesses that are really succeeding with YouTube in addition to courses and coaches and online products. People think it's just internet marketing type stuff. No, it's, it's all businesses that can work really well on YouTube. So anyway, so sorry, Ben, let me t- take it back to your question, yeah. which is how this started. So obviously I was growing AppFind, building it up. Um, I had tech tutorials where I was showing off how to use an iPhone. Those were getting millions of views. You know, I think one of the videos had over 4 million views on how to use an iPhone, I believe the 5S one, but I've done each iteration, the iPhone 10, everything. But um, basically that was going really well. I actually hired a team. So I hired a uh, script writer. I hired a video editor. I hired a um, biz dev person to help close deals. Uh, so I basically have you know, those three people on that, on that team. And what it let me do is it freed up my time. It basically creating a, of the four hour work week uh, you know, model yeah. off of that other business. Um, but I can come back to it and scale it up if I, if, you know, if I want to at certain times. That's going along pretty well. I wanted to focus on something else, which is app outreach, ad outreach, uh, this company. How I got into it is very interesting. So I had an app sponsorship that came down the pipe. Um, and this was about four years ago now, maybe a little bit longer, but it, it, around then. And it was basically an app, a social networking app. And what I did was I, I created um, a app find video, published it, it did really well, got a lot of views. And the, there was like a middleman in between the company, uh, middleman, and then us. And so the middleman came to us and like, the company loves this. We're getting lots of downloads. It's going really well, but it's starting to slow down. Is there any way we can get more people to see this video? Because here's the thing, you post a video on YouTube, gets a lot of views, and then the views really start to shrink after that first couple of days. This is organic. You just post it on YouTube, your subscribers watch it, and then they watch the next video you put out. Um, and so I had been doing some testing to get subscribers to, um, 
you know, showcase some of my content with YouTube ads. Not, not that much, not that crazy, but I had been doing some testing. So I knew it existed. And I said, you know what? Let's run a YouTube ad to my audience or to people who are similar to my audience, that is, for your app. And let's see if we can get downloads that way. So we hooked everything up. I learned, I was learning on the fly, you know, how to do it with a mobile app. And what we managed to do, which is $500 of ad spend, was get over 11,000 users Wow. New users for this mobile app, which was, it was, it was incredible. And I remember, I don't remember the exact details, but the company said something along the lines that they're getting paid per user. And I believe it might've been a dollar. I don't want to get the, the wrong facts there, but um, whatever it was, they made a killing off of it versus the $500 spent. So we did a couple of other promotions with that company. Um, there were some other companies that worked with us. You know, I got a job offer offer at a company uh, you know, at the time to drop out of college and go join them and just do their YouTube ads. I turned that down because what I wanted to do was I wanted to set this up for myself. I knew this right here is the golden opportunity because like 11,000 users for $500, you know, insane. that's incredible because I know with my organic videos, you might get a couple thousand users. You might get 5,000 users, but and so what I started doing was um, I started marketing it as app outreach. I didn't quite, you know, turn it into an LLC yet, which it is a separate company now. Um, but I started marketing those services. I started um, doing that just for mobile apps. And uh, that was really exciting. I was doing it with apps. Everybody loved it. Uh, it was working really well. And just kind of the way that, you know, things happen, right? Stars align. Uh, I ran into uh, who are now my consultants, um, Chris and Taylor, amazing people. Um, in I believe December of 2016, uh, it, it didn't run into them. I, I saw them online. I was researching how to sell a service with ClickFunnels. You know how to sell what I have to more people because all I was doing was I was just getting people. I get 50 emails a day reaching out to AppFind, all inbound. Um, mm -hmm. you know, saying, can you feature my app? And I would just tell them the sponsorship details. And then I was tacking on app outreach. And I was saying, by the way, you can pay us and we'll set up and manage an ad campaign for you. And so basically I, um, you know, I was trying to figure out how can I reach more people? How can I make this business bigger? How can I get on demand clients? And that's what these people help with. And they've been my consultants for the past two years now, uh, which is or almost two years, uh, which is amazing. But basically I, I got on the phone with them. And they were telling me about how I needed to structure an offer, how I needed to actually teach, be seen as an expert in YouTube ads. And, you know, I started to set it up. I brought uh, Davis McVeigh onto the team around that time too. Um, and he's like a, a, a tech like whiz. So he helped set up the website. Help. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you obviously, you know, Davis yeah. as well. Um, and, and he's a great guy. And he, was, he really added to the team as well. And so basically... We came on, we set all of this up, all the funnels. Um, and at the time it was, it was helping mobile apps uh, run YouTube video ads. Uh, we were pretty successful with that. It worked really, really well. Um, but what I was starting to realize is the thing with mobile apps, I love mobile app developers, but the thing is, you know, some of the larger companies, they have marketing in-house teams, the smaller companies, they sometimes can't afford it, right? I love indie developers but sometimes they can't afford what our services are. So we had to hit that so, middle so ground. Wait, could I actually um, stop you for a quick second? Oh yeah, because absolutely. I, 
I think you talked about so many important things just then that I want to kind of go back and, you know, drill down on those points for everyone listening. So one of the biggest things was finding a niche. Um, You found your niche. It's not that you went out looking for it. It's not that you said, you know, I need to find this niche. What am I going to do? It was already based off of what you were doing. So you realized that and then that kind of led you to, to doing the rest of this. And for everyone listening, it's really important to remember that when you want to start something, to go back to what you were saying, Alaric, once you're building those skills, once you're actually doing stuff, you start realizing the opportunities that are out there. You're, you're doing stuff, you're working on things, and you're saying, hey, this could be cool. Let me dive into that. It's not that you're kind of going out there really just shooting in a million different directions, hoping to hit something. There is really a system that, you know, for you and probably most entrepreneurs, it, it actually ends up working like that. And then another thing you, t- you touched upon that I think is super important is building a team and being able to effectively delegate. A lot of the times people first start and when they're, and when they're first starting, they're, they're worried, you know, they might not be the best at, you know, editing videos. They might not be the best at doing partnerships, business dev stuff. They might not be the best at design. And that stops people from actually pursuing their goals and moving forward. They get really worried that they can't do something and they view it as a roadblock where in reality, if they properly build a team, if they're able to delegate those things, they're really able to kind of progress their business. They, they take an idea and they just match up the person who's the best to handle that with the task. You know, not all of us are amazing at everything. I think most of us aren't. Um, and you know, what really separates the people at the top from everyone else is the people at the top have learned to maximize on their strengths. And then one more thing you said was you brought in some consultants, you know, a lot of the times people are, you know, maybe afraid of paying someone a ton of money for, for advice, but, but sometimes it just comes down to it. You, you need to, you know, someone knows more than you. And if you're able to learn that, you know, it might cost money in the, in the short term, but there's a huge ROI in the long term. So kind of want to stop you just there and, and really sink those points in. Um, so, so definitely, definitely continue and, and tell us more about what you were just saying. Yeah, no, that's really good, Ben. And I, I think the other thing too, is talking about in, the investment, you know, that type of thing is, is that obviously it's not an easy thing to do, but it's so necessary to invest in yourself. Obviously make sure you find the right person, you find the right mentor, you find the right consultant. The other thing too, mentors are great. I've got lots of mentors. I absolutely love their, their value, but there is something a little bit different about hiring a consultant where you're paying them and their metric is how much they help you as a business because they're going to be there, you know, really working with you to help you build things. And that's what I found with, with Chris and Taylor, um, you know, with them as consultants, uh, obviously their big thing was helping me set up that B2B funnel, teaching me sales over the phone so I could actually, you know, close some of these people because uh, I'm, you know, a little bit more analytical with the numbers. And so learning how to, how to, how to have those sales um, conversations was really, really valuable. But basically, you know, I remember the, the investment was $7,500, uh, wow. the initial investment that I made with them. Um, and at the time, you know, my car wasn't even worth $7,500, you know, old Honda Accord. And so it's like, you know, I was just like, oh my God. But I knew that's what I needed to do. I knew that they fit into my business. They were that missing piece. And I actually see this with people who hire us, 
right? So we're a little bit up there now with our prices. You know, we, um, we have two formats where we either help people um, set up YouTube ads, teach them how it works, guide them through it, kind of a similar way that we hired our consultants where we're more of a consultant. Uh, and then we also have a higher package, usually for more established companies where we actually run all of their YouTube ads for them. Uh, but most people come in on, on, on the, uh, the, the, the lower end uh, where basically they're learning how to do it. They're learning how YouTube works, how they can apply it for their business. And we're helping them set it up and kind of hands-on, but uh, helping them do it. And I see people who are like, I've got this product. I've got this product or I've got this service. I've got this course, right? And I know if only people knew it existed, I could get sales. And the, the difference between somebody who will have great success quickly and somebody who will not, maybe they won't have success or maybe it'll take a long time, are the people that are willing to hire out, whether it's internally or hiring consultant for the weaknesses that you have and what you want to grow. So if you know how to have a, a product or a business, let somebody who's an expert at marketing take over the marketing for you or show you how to do it. Because uh, actually it's, it's more show you how to do it in this case. Um, and, and we also have takeover, but showing you how it works and complementing your skill set. The same thing we did with our consultants. You know, I know how to run YouTube ads, but I don't know how to, I didn't know, now I know, but with, with their help, I didn't know how to, how to sell high ticket sales over the phone. And they taught me how to do that. And they taught me how to set up the funnel um, that's going to bring in these leads uh, for clients. So um, it's really valuable to hire for what you don't know, whether it's internally or it's hiring consultant, somebody can help you. Great. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so great that you just said that, you know, mm -hmm. it just, it just goes to show that you don't actually have to know that much when you, when you first get started, you just really have to understand a few solid points, a few solid things that you know, you are really good at and then build around you, build up, um, you know, those other skill sets, build up that team. Too many people are, are worried. They're on step A or point A and they're worried about what they're going to do when they get to like point D or like point F, you know what I mean? It's, you gotta, you gotta take things one step at a time. And honestly, you know, once you get there, you'll figure it out. You know, you've gotten that far, the chance that you, you know, one more hurdle, you're not gonna be able to, to handle is, you know, it's lower than if you just kind of get overwhelmed, look at the whole thing and just never start in the beginning. Um, and that's, you know, for me, that's been kind of one of those things I'm, I'm looking into the future and I'm saying, wow, that's, how am I gonna do that? Where in reality, I just kind of like need to start um, right away. And, you know, as, as we're kind of getting closer to the end, I want to go back in and ask you how those companies are doing now. Give us some broad kind of metrics on maybe how many team members you have. I think AppFind has around 350,000 subscribers right now, which is huge, putting you up there with the, with the big channels. And then maybe go a little bit into, uh, you know, some kind of like revenue figures for ad outreach and giving us a scale of how that company has grown over the past couple of years because it is super new. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I, I, and, and just to kind of go overview, thank you, Ben, kind of with app find uh, with that side of it, I have people who work with me for the script uh, for video editing for um, you know, biz dev uh, those people there um, we kind of merged two of those roles. So uh, it's two people who work for me on um, app find now at this point in time. And uh, they do a lot of, uh, of that backend handling. I'm kind of treating it four hour work week. So I still have to do work obviously on that business, but that's producing a steady revenue stream. It has been, it's been growing. 
you know, 350,000. When the next iPhone comes out, what I usually do is I take a week, I drop the other business for a week, and then I focus on AppFind, but then I go back to the other business. Basically 51 weeks out of the year, I'm gonna be working on ad outreach, like not exclusively, but like majority of my time. And then that one week when the iPhone comes out, that's kind of a big week for AppFind. So I take the week off from my other business and I, I focus on, um, we're not completely off, but from getting new clients, I just kind of handle client calls and stuff and go over and, and really focus on AppFind. So that's kind of what that has. It's been going really well, um, you know, and it continues to produce revenue stream. And, and I had used that money originally from AppFind to invest in this uh, newer business. So investing in your new business and yourself is really important. This other business, Ad Outreach, um, is doing really, really well right now, which is exciting. So we have two people, um, uh, one full-time, uh, one part-time, and then myself, uh, <clears throat> obviously full-time on that business. And sorry, I need a sip of water. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I've been tough. talking for a while. <laughs> Got the, uh, the Fiji, Fiji water. Yeah, the bougie water. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, so, so basically, uh, got those people on the, on that business and it's really valuable. We're actually hiring somebody if you're listening, I, I don't know when you're listening to this, but we're looking for somebody who ha who knows Facebook ads and they've done Facebook ads before and they want to join our team as a initially part-time future full-time, uh, YouTube ads manager for some of our management clients. Um, and this is, you know, an actual, uh, I mean, it could get into a significant full-time job. So uh, Davis is doing all of that. Um, I don't know whatever contact details will be in anything, but we're, uh, we're, we're looking for something like that. So we're adding somebody new. We're adding on a new uh, ads manager. We've got Julia who handles support, all of our, you know, kind of business administrative tasks, all of that. She also helps clients um, when they're hiring like spokespeople or they're working with video editors and stuff like that. So she kind of handles all the logistics for, for our done for you clients. And she also handles support for our clients that we work with kind of consulting. Um, Davis, who is on the team as well, he uh, handles, he's our head of client success. So he makes sure that clients are having uh, success, whether we're the ones managing their ads or they're doing ads themselves, gets them everything they need, gets on calls with them, uh, in addition obviously to myself, but getting on calls with them, making sure they have what they need to do. And um, he's also kind of got an operations role as well, helping to manage the awesome. process. Um, and and I, yeah. I know, uh, you know, before we started recording, <laughs> you mentioned that you had a huge month uh, last yeah. month. If you, if you don't mind, you know, kind of giving us a range of what that looked like. I know was, when I heard it, I was like, sheesh, that's, that's huge. But yeah, feel free to share as much as you're comfortable with about, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So last month, we got very close uh, to, to our first $100,000 month on that business, uh, which is obviously very exciting. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, so basically, we, we did, you know, between seventy five and $100,000 last month which was really exciting and yeah. uh, obviously in revenue, of course, but really exciting is really um, some great stuff for that business. We just hired a virtual CFO as well. So I, I actually, we have another person on our team too, or not on our team. Uh, this is more of like a consulting guy. So it's like an accountant, virtual CFO. And then we have our consultants. So those people aren't on our team, but they're providing us with insight and value. Uh, consultants on the business side and the sales side, um, accountant slash CFO on the finance side. Um, and so basically we just had a great month. Uh, we're figuring out the best way to leverage that. We're putting obviously that towards hiring people and yeah, it's real, it's really exciting and awesome. you know, on track to, uh, to, to be, 
you know, definitely a million dollar business. So it's really, yeah. And, and, you know, the biggest thing to note is that, or one of the biggest things is that, you know, you guys are super lean. This is a self-funded business. It's bootstrapped fully right now. It's, it's super awesome to kind of, you know, get venture money and angel money and all that. But you guys did it the more traditional route. You really brought it alive from the ground up. And, you know, even with this small team, you're doing huge numbers. Um, that goes to show, you know, everyone's to everyone who's listening, you don't need these fancy, you know, everyone in looks great and you have a great office, you have a huge team. And for a lot of companies, that is what you need. But for other companies, um, other businesses, you don't, as long as you're lean and you're really getting into the things that matter, you're able to have a very function, very highly functioning business without it, you know, requiring that much capital, that many people, um, and overall being able to be very lean about the whole thing. Yeah, no, absolutely, Ben. That's a really good point. And, uh, and, and I really encourage if it's possible, you know, cause obviously some people do need, need funding and if it's bigger ideas or not bigger ideas, cause that kind of diminishes, obviously we have, we have a big idea ourselves too, but if it's something that requires like, you know, the initial capital, such as building up a tech thing or a biotech, you know, whatever it happens to be, um, some of those do really require uh, capital. But if it's something where you're building up a business that is, you know, it's a product or it is a service or it's coaching or consulting, and there's a lot of ways for you to bootstrap it from the ground up, even have a team of other people who believe in bootstrapping as well. Because once you start getting numbers where we're at or even above that, you know, like where we're trying to go and where we're headed, um, then you get to share in all of that success. But it can be a little bit of a journey. So we've only become profitable this year, um, you know, in, in this business. Uh, and so we lost money in the past. Obviously, that's stuff that I invested in from my other business. My other business has been profitable for, for a long time now. But um, basically, being able to bootstrap, doing it yourself, is so valuable if you can do it. I really, really recommend it. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. And then kind of one final point, you know, I, I'd like to ask everyone this. What are your biggest takeaways from this whole journey? I know you're still very early into it. You have a long way to go. You're going to be in this game for a while. Um, but if you could kind of just tell the audience, like two things, what did you wish you first uh, had known when you started? You know, even AppFind all the way back, um, back when. And then also, um, what's the biggest thing that you learned uh, throughout this whole thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would say one of the biggest things that I learned, um, and I mentioned this kind of in depth before, is to invest in your weaknesses. Don't just invest in your strengths. So what I mean by that is, if you only invest, if I only invested in marketing, I'm already doing marketing, that's what I already do. I need, in my business, I have a few crucial points where in the past, I know I needed to improve on, upon it. I still need to do that, like sales, you know, the, the specific setup of our funnel, attracting B2B, that type of stuff. So really going after investing in your weak points, because then as a whole, you're going to become a lot bigger as a business. So whether that's hiring somebody onto your, onto your team, investing in a consultant, um, even working with a mentor, there's lots of mentors who can help you for free. They might not give you as much time as a consultant, but those are amazing. I've relied on people like that as well. And I love all of the mentors that I have. So don't take me the wrong way with that. But if you're able to invest, invest in yourself, um, 
because it's, it's so valuable, but not just in your strengths, also invest in your weaknesses. Awesome. That's great. You know, super good advice. This entire thing has been really helpful, you know, especially for me, I'm guessing for everyone listening as well. I'd like to thank you again, Alaric. This has been awesome. For everyone out there, you know, Alaric, tell us the best way to connect with you. Companies are AppFind, which you can find on YouTube and, and out, at Outreach. So g- give us a little bit more info on, on the best places to connect with you. And if anyone's interested in that job, uh, best place to reach you. Yeah, absolutely. So if, if you um, found you know, YouTube video ads, interesting, you want to learn more and, you know, maybe your business and you might need to use YouTube ads. We actually have a free webinar that we're hosting. It runs every hour on the hour and you can go to adoutreach.com slash webinar. It's A-D-O-U-T-R-E-A-C-H, ad outreach. So it's just exactly like it sounds, adoutreach.com slash webinar. Um, and that's going to bring you to a registration page. Just runs every hour on the hour, but it is in depth. I actually show how YouTube ads work, some of the basic steps to start up for your business. We give you a checklist. This is another big thing. We didn't even get to touch upon this, but basically giving people free value, free content, you know, that is really, really big because then they see you as an expert, right? And there are people, I, I kid you not, we had this, I don't know how much time we have left, so I, I won't make this brief, but I had somebody message me and say, I'm not going to book a call with you or I'm going to can't actually, I'm going to cancel my call with you because I applied your free methods and I made $41,000. Wow. In five days. So how did that feel? Does that feel good or bad? It it felt both good and bad, but I felt sad for them that they thought if they did that for free, (laughs) that they couldn't get, you know, more from me like in person. It's like, because I actually responded and they actually, you know, I don't know, whatever, but um, they they were a little bit rude about it. They were like, well, I'm not going to pay you if I've already, you know, watched your free stuff and figured it out, it's like, there's so much more. You did that with the free yeah. stuff, dude, let's, let's go. But it was one of those things where um, it just goes to show it's a testament to, you know, the free value of that webinar, you know, not that that's going to happen for everybody, but you're just watching that. And then if you want to have that conversation about YouTube ads right on that webinar, we have a little link uh, where you can apply to speak with me. Um, that's actually with me myself, you know, it's like a 45 minute, Uh, consultation where we talk about YouTube ads. It's a good fit. Really, it's basically a consultative sale. So it's not, um, no pressure. It's basically, is this a good fit? If it's not, here's the direction you might want to go. If it is a good fit, let's get this process rolling. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Alaric. This has been super informative. Look forward to talking to you again. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ben. This was a great interview. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. This was my first episode ever and there are many more coming up, so stay tuned. If you like what you heard, it would really mean a lot to me if you rated and subscribed to the podcast, even share it if you think the lessons were valuable enough. Thanks, until next time.